Welcome back. This is GM Clinton Chard, and I'm here with Uller Burzum, played by Connor. Here to roll the dice, baby. And Vraskin Serenthrat played by Aiden. I don't think you're ever going to get that last name correct, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> and Brother Davros, played by Jeff. Taking this opportunity for a shameless plug of Rollmonger's actual play podcast new show, Alignments Undetermined, check it out on SoundCloud, and you may actually see a few of these gentlemen starring as players under myself in said show. But I digress. He's so excited he won't stop talking about it. I am very excited. And unfortunately, lastly, Reeton played by Nathan. Lastly, and my sheet's deleted, so that's fun. Yes, I did that. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) That's all right. We are here back to play Rise of the Rune Lords once again, and we are in the middle of the town of Sandpoint, and we just had a recent unfortunate event. We found the poor local inhabitant face first into a, a hole in a closet created by a goblin, and the poor man had his face eaten off. It's it's pretty bad. I mean, honestly, yeah. look, going around with life like that, that's at least a minus two to charisma. Ooh, it's not pretty. Luckily, he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Don't we still have a negative two to all diplomacy checks in this town thanks to Punchwood over there? Yes. I have a negative one to diplomacy anyway, so this just isn't going well for me. Not good. Not good. Yeah, the, the town is feeling that these heroes are bittersweet. They did save them from the goblins, and that was a really great thing, but between Raskin's pedophilia and uh, Reeton's... Uh... Well, she's of age. Come on. And and here's here's the deal. It wouldn't be pedophilia. It would be something. It's something else. I think. Yeah, because and you know what? I'm sure in whatever good s- argument in whatever state that Raskin <laughs> comes from, that he asked the mother's permission to date the daughter. Well, I think the father <laughs> will disagree with this permission, as he oh. beat Raskin's ass. And Raskin yeah, he did. He did woods. beat him up good. Look, I got caught without protection. It's not my fault. You, you did indeed. Yeah, that's yeah. that's an important distinguishment to make. <laughs> uh, and I was trying to smooth things over, and I messed up. I, actually, didn't we drop the grieving family at said chapel? Yes, you did. Yeah, I'm not you here. Did. He, they're back there. Oh, well, I assumed that you had returned after Vraskin, Reeton, and Uller verified that there were no further goblins in the abode. The oh, okay. Domicile. Okay. Right. And now they're arguing about <laughs> whose fault it is the town hates us. Got exactly. it. Exactly. All right. Good to know. We are up to speed. Oh, no. It, it could be Reedon. It could be Veraskin, but it's definitely not Uller. It could be Veraskin. Could be Veraskin. Yeah, no, I'm I, leaning I, towards Veraskin. responsibility for this. It doesn't mean that it <laughs> is justified. Okay. It, yes, darling. I was just about to ask. The gentlemen, are any of you uh, wounded? Yeah. Yo, uh, Uller raises his hand. My pride a little bit, but it's besides the point. Uh, Oh, Saren Ray. Step outside, get him in full sunlight, you know, before he melts as, as his half-orc vampire self. And uh, <laughs> there you go. That's a legend. There you go. It's just a legend. <laughs> I, need the go- right, I need the goddess to see this. No, I, I do cast, I pray to Saren Ray, and if the DM says mm-hmm. she answers my prayer, I cast Cure Light Wounds for 1d8 plus my level, plus 1, on Mr. Burzum for 7 plus 1 is 8 points, sir. Not bad for a midnight caster. 
Don't forget to update your token. I'm doing it. I'm doing oh, it. Right. Uh, get on with the story. I'm going to fix this in the background. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so let's return back to the Rusty Dragon. Amiko Kaijutsu hasn't thrown you out yet, so that's a good sign. She likes us. Yeah, she she adventurers. You guys are adventurers. We are surrounded by and there's Aldern Foxglove. He is uh, at the bar for one last drink before he leaves to his townhouse in Magnamar tomorrow. One last pass at Vraskin. Make sure that Vraskin understands that he's always welcome to come visit him in Magnamar, Alone. party with him. He can bring his friends if he so chooses to, but <laughs> he really wants to see Vraskin again. And uh, uh, teach so him the way. I'm going to get like right behind uh, <laughs> right thought... behind Raskin here slowly push him closer and closer to Alden Fox Club just oh sorry I didn't mean to uh, I bumped into it Oops, sorry excuse me touch me again you go over the table I touch him again yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit there laughing Aldern gets closer and closer and closer see I didn't have to do anything <laughs> Strength tech to uh, toss Oler over the table. <laughs> Aldern, really? Oh, Oler. Uh, Be technical. That's a CMB against the CMD, sir. Where, yeah, where, that's right. Where was that dope okay. move when the old man tried to get handsy with you about the daughter? Yeah, that's why I'm laughing because uh, I mean, you just see last him. time you tried. Last time you tried this against somebody unarmed. <laughs> he grabs the uh, half orc by the lapels yeah. and he just kind of goes. <laughs> to see him straining away. <laughs> Oh, well, my CMD is a 17. The strength check would be the exact same because I don't have a base attack. In case you did not beat my CMD. Okay. Good luck, little man. Well, what do we got here? Looks is that like... the sheriff? Sheriff Hemlock. Yeah, Sheriff Hemlock arrives. Did you guys see that or something? There's okay. a pop-up, yeah. All right, yeah, That's... Sheriff Hemlock enters and he says, Ah, heroes, I'm glad you're here. I'm sorry about what happened earlier. She can be a little long-winded about explaining really difficult situations. It's the way she deals with stress. So please, don't worry about uh, the, the poor woman you rescued tonight. I worry about the legitimacy of her argument more than anything. She sat there and told us what was going on for a solid, I don't know, two minutes? That was time he could have saved someone's life. I think that uh, he was pretty well dead before she came and spoke to us. I'm just identifying oddities in life. Well, nonetheless, we have a person in town who has some news that might interest you. Come to me, with me, down to the town hall, and we're going to meet the mayor, and we're going to have a talk down at the town hall. All right. All right. I give Raskin one more hard shove against Aldern Foxglove, and I walk with the sheriff. I'm okay. going to look at Aldern and be like, hey, Aldern, do you want to come with us and see how uh, see how Raskin works? Yeah, Aldern oh, should yeah. come with us. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, friends, he says. Unfortunately, I have to get ready for my trip tomorrow. Uh, and with that, he finishes off his last ale, bids everyone good night, throws a large amount of money, way too much, on the table. And uh, Raskin, you and your friends... Uh, drinks are on me and goes back upstairs. Wishes you all farewell. Drinks are on him. Yeah. I'm going to grab a... Have a drink. Yeah, let's stay yeah, down I'm here gonna... the least, Dragon for a little while. Road. All right. Yeah, let's just grab a pint each and uh, go to the mayor's office. The, the, the little elderly halfling woman. Uh, no, you're not supposed to take those mugs out. You can't take oh. them out with you. Can I get oh. a to-go cup then? Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Tr trust us. We're the heroes. We're gonna, we're gonna drink it up here or don't drink at all. Uh, well, not drinking at all isn't an option. 
Yeah. Can I do a diplomacy check to see if I can take the mug with me? Uh, how about I do a diplomacy check and Nathan aid me? Or literally anyone else do a diplomacy check? Because I'm sure we both have aids in diplomacy. I would love to see this tried. I'd like to, I'd like to collectible mug. Yeah, I'll lead on that role. <clears throat> I would like to assist Brother Danos. I mean, yeah, me too. I'm going so... to leave before any of this happens. Oh, well, like, well, that's probably yeah. for the best. I actually have a plus two to diplomacy if i yeah if I let davros do the check and and you aid him all that right so diplomacy best. checks for those that wish to try all it does aid so that's okay. an additional plus two i got so a nine davros it's not a great not a great lead but nine is there kind of 11 now and then if aiden or i'm sorry uh Reeton does his thing 15 is a respectable persuasion check but it's not so she says no all your drinks are taken could I try to chug it? You tried, you tried, but she, <laughs> she jumps up, punches you a little bit in the stomach, causing you to, and then she grabs the cup and <laughs> r- runs off. Well, Sucker all I'm saying is happened. I'm ready to go evil campaign right now. But <laughs> seeing as the sheriff is still in the room, I'm assuming, yeah, he's I'm going to fight that urge. He is definitely looking on with uh, suspicious eyes. That's my wise decision of the night. <laughs> all right. Yes. So the sheriff leads you through the city to the town hall where he introduces you to Mayor Kendra Deverin. We've spoken to her before, remember, Uller? She's our buddy. There's the mayor. Also in the room, you see another person, an elf. She's dressed in leather armor, has a long bow, long sword. She's introduced to you as Shalalu Andusana. Hello, Shalalu. How's it going? Hemlock says that she's an unofficial member of the Soundpoint town guard which causes uh shalalu to smirk and she introduces you to shalalu as sandpoint's newest crop of goblin slayers hemlock explains that shalalu has been a thorn in the side of the local goblin tribes for years and that few in the region know more about them than she does he goes on to recap her report that sandpoint hasn't been the only place in the region that's had goblin troubles In short, there's been an increase in goblin-related raids along the Lost Coast, particularly in the dale between Nettlewood and Mosswood. Only a day ago, a farm south of Mosswood was burnt to the ground by a group of goblins. Shalalu was thankfully nearby, and while the farm could not be saved, she did rescue the family and drove off the goblins. The family is staying at a farm now, nearby farm, but the goblin problem is obviously not going away. At this point, Hemlock cedes the floor to Shalalu asking her to tell you guys what she told him. So she says, Baylor's told me of your work against the goblins. Well done. I've dedicated the last several years of my life to keeping them in from causing too much trouble around these parts, but they're tenacious and fecund little runts, like weeds that bite. There are five major goblin tribes in the region, and traditionally they're pretty good at keeping each other in line with intertribal squabbles and the like. Yet, from what I've been able to piece together... Members of all five tribes were involved in the raid on Sandpoint. A fair number of the Mosswood goblins I dealt with yesterday were already pretty beat up, and there was a lot of chatter about the Longshanks who killed so many of them. Yes, Yes, darling. Now that I've met you, it seems obvious from the descriptions who they were talking about. Seems like you've made an impression. Yes, yes, darling. In any event. I I, I understand that her her bodice is revealed through her armor. I'm not looking at... No, I, I swear, I'm not looking... In any event, the fact that the five tribes are working together disturbs me. Goblin tribes don't get along unless they've got something big planned. And big plans require big bosses. 
I'm afraid that someone's moved in on the goblins and organized them. And judging by these recent raids, what they're organizing seems like bad news for all of us. Darling, she yeah. said big bosses, not big bosom. I said, no, I'm not looking. You'll have to uh, mind our friend there. He's uh, He just talks to himself a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said something. Are we just not going to address that as it happens? Or Brother Davros is literally head cocked 90 degrees to the side, looking sort of down over his shoulder like he literally is talking to air beside him. He's not looking straight up, talking or muttering to himself. Right? He literally, his body position is like 90 degrees from you guys. Like he's turned mm -hmm. practically and his head is completely cocked to profile as if he's having a whispered, hushed conversation with somebody that just isn't there. Yes, I understand that. It doesn't make it any less peculiar, though. Okay. Sheriff Hemlock, Shalalu, and Mayor Deverin are looking at you very strangely, very concerned. I, 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 I'm sorry, everyone. Are you please, all right? please, yes, no, I'm fine. Please, please continue. I'm fine. You see, Sheriff, this is what happens when you take a man's chance to get a drink. <laughs> another look of, huh? <clears throat> and he just shakes his head and goes, anyway. Uh, I am taking off a few of my guards south to Magnamar to see about securing additional soldiers to station at Sandpoint for a few weeks, at least until the extent of the goblin threat can be determined. While I'm out of town, I'm asking Shilelu to sniff around Shankswood, Brinestump, Mosswood, Devil's Platter, and other places where goblins live to see if she can discover anything about what's going on. I would also like you to maintain... Yes, yes. To maintain a public presence in Sandpoint over the next few days, if you don't mind. Uh, although I, I might have some misgivings about this as he, as he grabs his chin and rubs it. Eh, the locals seem to have taken you, and seeing you around town will do a lot for keeping worries down over the next few days. I don't know if you're sure about that. Uh, I'm not sure about it either, but eh, what, what can you do? So the meeting is now over, unless you want to talk to anybody. Can we have those locations? Yeah, I want to talk to Shalala. Can we have those locations yeah, yeah. again? Sure. Shanks would. So Sandpoint is out here on the coast corner, and he's asked the ranger to sort of travel X amount of miles along the coastline and hit all the woodlands. Yes. So the Shankswood, Brine Stump, the Mosswood, Devil's Platter, and other places along the way. Okay. Shalala says, yes, let's let's talk. I, heard, I would like to know more about who you are and why you don't like goblins. And I can tell you a lot about goblins myself. You guys uh, know about the dr Rusty Dragon? Oh, we yes. know it. Yeah, yeah. Shalalu says, well, excellent. She leads you back to the Rusty Dragon. She says, um, well, what do you want to know? I know a lot about the goblin tribes. I can tell you about them. Well, I, I guess I actually just want to know more about you, like well, specifically first, how how good are you? I'm not done. I'm not done. Like, well, how strategic are you in slaying goblins? What sort of strategy do you implement? Huh? You know, you see, you I wasn't of? going where you think. You know uh -huh. who you remind me of? Weird creepo Aldern Foxglove. <laughs> He's actually the one who taught me all I know. <laughs> so she goes and she she comes inside and she goes, "Hey, Amico." Amika comes out and she, uh, oh, and they embrace together, share a quick peck kiss. And, and an adventure path in the future. Yes. Uh, Emerald Spire, yeah. No, Jade yes. Regent. The Jade. Or, yeah, that's it. Uh, Emerald Spire, it's like a, a dungeon delve. Mega dungeon. So they, they, they apparently know each other and um, are quite friendly with each other. Amika says, I'll have your favorite right up. Are you with these clowns? And she goes, Clowns? Yes. yes. We saved uh, the town. 
Exactly, Amiko. One of us saved the town. The other ones were kind of there. And Amiko definitely is just poking fun at you, and she laughs and uh, sits down to talk. So she would like to hear more about the Sandport raid from your perspective. What can you tell her about the raid? Honestly, there's not a lot to tell on my part. I kind of just showed up, and we were at the festival, and then uh, they started attacking. They seem to be a little bit more powerful than most goblins, though. Did, did you see the commandos and war chanters? Yes, we did. We actually, I believe we killed a couple of them. Well, those are standard. They were really organized, which if I've dealt with my fair share of goblins, don't get me wrong, but they're a little bit more chaotic and sparse than they were during this attack. I think there's something going on here. I think that a big boss is involved. Well, I guess I could tell you about the goblin tribes. As I mentioned earlier, there are five major goblin tribes in the region. Closest to Sandpoint are the Bird Cruncher Goblins, who live in caves along the western edge of the Devil's Platter, although traditionally these goblins are the least aggressive of the five. To the south are the Licktoad Goblins of the Brine Stump Marsh, pests who are excellent swimmers. East are the Seven Tooth Goblins of Shanks Wood, goblins who secured a place for themselves by reading Sandpoint's junkyard and rebuilding the stolen refuse into armor and weapons. Farther east are the Mosswood Goblins, likely the largest tribe, but one traditionally held back by feuding families within their own ranks. And finally, there are the Thistletop Goblins, who live on the Nettlewood coast atop a small island that some say holds a passing resemblance to a decapitated head. Goblins generally live short, violent lives. It's unusual for a single goblin to achieve any real measure of notoriety, but when one does, it's well-earned. Currently, six goblins in the region enjoy the status of hero. The first is Big Gugmut, an unusually muscular and tall goblin from Mosswood, who, it is said, had a hobgoblin for a mother and a wild boar for a father. Korovus was a champion of the Seventooth tribe, known for his short temper as he was for his prized position, a magic longsword sized for a human that the goblin stubbornly kept for his own, despite the fact that it was much too large for him to properly wield, Corvus vanished several months ago after he supposedly discovered a secret hideout in a cave along the cliffs. But the seven-toothed goblins remained convinced he's still out there, a ghost, or worse, waiting to murder any goblin who tries to discover his hideout. Thorka is a notorious goblin cannibal who lives in the Brinestump Marsh, a hero mostly to goblins other than the Licktobe tribe, of which he is notorious. Rendwaddle Gutwad is the obese chieftain of the Brinestump goblins, a corpulent monster who, it is said, never leaves his home. Then we have Rip Nugget. He's the leader of the Thistletop goblins and controls what the five tribes agree is the best lair. And then there is Bruce Thasmus, an infamous bugbear ranger who lives in the northern Nettlewood and often visits the five tribes to trade things he's stolen from caravans for alcohol, news, or magic arrows. I note, or Shiledo notes, that Bruce Thasmus has a particular hatred of elves, and we have fought on several occasions. To date, neither of us has managed to get the upper hand on the other, but I vow that I will not be the first to fall in our private war. That ends her little descriptions. She can repeat any of this, or if you uh, if you could post the notes. at least the names in the chat, I've been dropping them in the journal. Oh, great! Yeah, that'd be nice. I, be I'm nice writing them down right now. 
Just, yeah, you know, Fraskin is, invent, is inventing the sorcerer's blog. And just, there you go. <laughs> we get, we out of this. We're good. That was a lot to take in. Yeah. And Brother Davros is actually, after being embarrassed earlier, being caught talking to his lady, you know, is making himself very small at the table at the moment. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to stay back, <clears throat> make random comments. Like, so, uh, Sandport has a theater, right? It does. Can I roll, like, Knowledge Local if I could recall the name of whatever show was going on there? Uh, sure. Uh, Natural 20 on my Knowledge Local. (laughs) It's the Harpy's Curse, played uh... by none other than the famous Magnumarian diva, Alice Shanda. I think it'd be great if we took some time, gathered our notes together. So how about we discuss it over dinner in a show? Make a diplomacy check. I rolled a natural one on my diplomacy. Oh, dear. <laughs> she um, looks at Amika. Amiko, Amika looks back, and they both laugh and laugh and laugh. And she just she says, oh, sorry, big guy, I'm spoken for. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, not easy being green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she's um, kicking back and drinking her ale. She's kind of uncouth for an elf. She's very rough around the edges, and she's definitely not a, a city elf. Rather drink human ale than elven wine, probably spits and itches her crotch and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's just making him more interested, you know. He's acting. Yeah. Uh, it's, I like, know. it's like Shrek, you know, with the with the blonde <laughs> princess, and the more the more guy she acts, the more he's interested. This is not helping. Right. So she says, well, what are you guys going to do now that uh, the sheriff's put you in charge of the town while he's gone? Uh, my first decree is that the town must appreciate the parties because I'm getting sick and tired of this penalty to constitution stuff. I'm sorry, yeah, I would really like stuff. to, you know, make deals like everyone else. That'd be great. Remember when I wanted a net and nobody would sell it to me? All you wanted was a net. All I wanted was a net. That was the best episode we just, ever. We just went boar hunting anyways. <laughs> I love that episode. Oh, yeah, you still don't have that net, by the way. Well, she says, oh, if that's everything, then, well, uh, I'm going to head up to my room and uh, see you guys later. All right, so, <laughs> Maybe so... the DM doesn't like us just hitting on every NPC that walks in the door. Oh, I, I, I gathered that might happen. Yes. I was prepared. So the night goes on. The rest of the evening goes uneventfully unless you guys want to do something. Is there anything on your to-do list? I mean... There's certainly things on my to-do lists, but it seems like the chances are pretty low of it happening. <laughs> those items yeah. should not be on your to-do list. No, no, those are not. Those aren't going to happen. Sorry, those buddy. Those are wish uh, lists. Yeah. Wish lists. <laughs> I'm going to kneel over to uh, to Oler and say, I'll go uh-huh. to the theater with you and give him a wink. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 too, enjoy the classics. Why don't we just call it a team-building exercise, then? Let's go to the theater, guys. All Let's right. Go up for it, Braskin? You said it was the evening. Maybe they have a like an evening screening. Gets out at like a or something like that. Yeah. Well, right. maybe if you hurry over, it won't be over. I pound my drink. I try to pound Reetons. All right, let's head off to the theater. Not really what he was looking to be pounding tonight, but whatever. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's got, true. He got some in. Yeah. Okay. To the Sandpoint Theater. The doors are closed, and the uh, not the for long. As it starts at du- <laughs> uh, dusk. And you can hear from inside, you know, loud speaking. How long ago was dusk, by chance? Oh, about two hours. Two hours? Ah, uh, mm. so it's almost over. Yeah, it's probably almost over. Well, anyone want to take a peek? Yeah. Yeah. Can we, I, can I would we, like uh, to. Yeah. Look inside? Well, yeah. Inside the door, there's a very large half-orc standing guard. And he looks at you and goes, 
You missed the show. No late entries. Oh, uh, I, uh, pardon, pardon me, half orc. Uh, do you know about us? We're the heroes that save Sandpoint. We're actually in charge now. Oh. We're just coming to to introduce ourselves. And there's the native too. Thank you for announcing who we really are. Yep. And he, he looks at you with oh a modicum of like impressive. Uh, you still can't get in, but that's fascinating. Oh. Well, thanks. Um, how long is the show going to go on for? He rolls his eyes up. He looks pretty bored. He says, oh, man, these things drone on forever. But I don't think it's much longer. She just killed the main character. Uh, it shouldn't be long now. Spoiler plugs his ears. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, if we could just get in and stand in the back. I want to roll for diplomacy here. You know, we won't make any noise. Oler will play full price for the tickets. I'll back <laughs> him on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brother Davros will assist. Yeah. Uh, um, that's, that's their word against nine, buddy. Please. Wow. We can continue on with this plan, but I'm not giving it my blessing. I think it's a terrible idea. Praskin's back in the tavern writing and reading. I got an 18 in diplomacy, which I think is the best role I've done so far. It I, is. I'm no help with a seven. Sorry. No help at all. No. So the guy says, all right, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, So Reed and Brother Davros go through, and, and a hand is put on the pullers. Pay up, buddy. And I say, right. He's looking He's looking kind of stern. And I shrug and I say, hey, I'm not the one in the building right now, buddy. If you want entry, you got to pay for them. Uh, okay. And I turn around and I walk away. And hey, I you come back here. How much is I, the show? It was a, a gold piece each. Oh, come on. Oh, are you kidding? That piece of awesome right there was free. <laughs> <laughs> so Brother Davros and Reeton sneak in. They quickly hide, but Oler, he got stu- stumped. You're standing outside. Do we hear, do we hear him uh, protesting? Uh, I figured you guys kind of like snuck on by and didn't didn't pay attention. Okay, well, I was yeah, I, I, I was down with footing him the bill, but like I said, if he does give him a hard time. I don't mind what eating and you know coughing up. But uh, go ahead and roll a perception check to see if you heard the conversation. DC ten. Okay. Aren't you supposed to roll Wait. a perception, sir? <sighs> yes. If you would like me to do so. Okay, okay. you heard him. Okay, yeah, if, if he's making a big fuss or if Fuller gets bummed, then I will 180 and offer to pay. Okay, I don't care who pays, just somebody's got to pay. That's three gold. And he takes it, bites it, uh, his big tusk. <laughs> I only had four. I'm down to my last gold piece, boys. I'm glad you've All been right. buying the drinks. <laughs> See you. <laughs> I'm broke. Hey, cousin, get on in. All right, you sit down and the curtains close. Everyone's standing laughing and, and cop, clapping and there's applause. They open it up and the, out come the Alexandra and she's gorgeous in her costume. And uh, she, they're all bowing now and the support cast comes out and they're all bowing. Yay. Wasn't that great? Yeah. Wasn't that great? Yeah. Clap, 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 clap. And everybody starts leaving. Enraptured, infixed, <laughs> drifting towards center stage, hands outraised towards this goddess angel on earth that has mm-hmm. completely entrenched my attention okay i'm gonna lean over to Ola and be like oh man whoever he talks to is gonna be pissed one hand's up drifting there is a hand going over the shoulder like yeah honey give me a minute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flowers are being thrown up on the stage apparently she did a really good job hey i and, paid uh, i paid three gold pieces for this i'm gonna get right up front and just have a good peek at the cast Okay. Uh-huh. You know, I look, just just look up at you know admiringly at the actress and you know that kind of thing. right. All the others pale in comparison. As you get closer, you can sight start seeing the uh, heavy makeup, the overly done clothing, 
it's pretty good, but it's not fantastic. It's not like something you would see in Magnamar, but it's it's really, really good for a small town. This is a really nice theater, actually. You look around, it's okay. pretty impressive. I scoop and, uh, up a flower that has already hit the ground and in a slow motion romantic gesture, hand it up towards her. All right, make a diplomacy check. See if you get her attention. No. <laughs> <laughs> Natural one. So it's like three. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that's a three total. Okay. Unfortunately, you are completely ignored. You think she's going to reach down and grab your flower, but she reaches over and grabs someone else. She's like, oh, come up, come up. And then you start heading up, and then she's like, no, not you, not you. And then she points to somebody else, uh, like one of her girlfriends or something. And she, oh, they come up, and it's a couple in there. Uh, She's signing autographs. And you, you're just wait, wait, wait. Another, another girlfriend. I just got like brushed aside for another check. For another check. Okay. You can sense the sense of recognition on her face. Like, come on, come on. Okay. Could I just make an observation, a question here? Did did she by chance reject Brother Davros because we've been screwing with the town, and in some ways that's quite literal? No, she, no. She's, she did it because he rolled a one. I rolled a one. I got a three. So in in my head, I majestically drift forward, right? Scoop up the rose, and yes. you know the the one sovereign fan that she may notice and yes. go, oh, that's what I played out in my head. What actually happened? Exactly. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> Clinton, if you want to give the real up. version, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to come up and put my hand on Davros's shoulder and just be like, hey, let's just uh, we should go to the back. Maybe go not be here right now. Okay. All right. So, Reeton, you you grab Uller and you you go in the back. Davros. Davros. Me. Davros. Because oh, I because yeah. I saw I saw this rejection and I'm like, let's uh, just get out of here. Yeah. All right. So you yep. grab his clock tail and yep. and you pull him backwards and he's he's being reluctantly led back. No, no, no. I'm defeated. No? Shoulder slumped, head down. I just be led. <laughs> Reeton puts his arm around your shoulder. I'm going to say, hey, man, if you want to give me the rose, I'll take it. Do you even have it still in your hand? Yeah, well, she never just... took it. Yeah, right? he picked it. He, you know, he, he, he she, it she, yeah, she never, she never took she it. She did right? not. She never took it from you. No. Yeah. I'm looking at the rose. I'm looking at Reeton. <laughs> Shrug. Just give it to him. Cheer up a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> Reeton's got a huge... free show and some flowers tonight. He's doing all right. He's, he's rolling pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best out of the group. There you go. That's right. He always manages to. <laughs> I mean, like in, in his bubble, that is his world. You know, Xantos hates him. All this, it causes all this trouble. You know, but it's, yeah, it's, in his yeah. world, he's aces. Anyway, you did it's manage just, to cheer me up. You know, it's like oh, uh, kind of okay. a nod, a bit good. of a grin. You know, okay, you know, go along. You know. Oh, good, that's good. Back through the streets, and there's people going back and forth. A lot of crowd leaving the Sandpoint Theater, and a fair few come back to the Rusty Dragon and a few other the ta- taverns nearby. And uh, you've returned. And Vraskin's sitting at his customary table. What kind of book is he reading? What is that? Um, Captain Underpants. Magic for dummies, because he's not a wizard. He's a sorcerer. No, it's a personal journal that he's keeping with information that he's learned along the way. Oh, Lily is blogging. It's it's now going to be my objective to take a peek into that journal and see what it says about me to further my understanding of the world. I totally take back a bunch of things I said about you and your character that you have no idea. All right, so if there's no other actions this evening, everyone has their drink, their fill, excellent curries by Amico, and uh, you go down for bed in your respective rooms. Well, in the morning, 
you wake up and you go downstairs to have breakfast. Does anyone have any specialized things that they must do for religious observances or preparing spells, yes. that kind of stuff? Uh, Uller gets up an hour early and does Tai Chi. Preferably where he's been doing it is in that damaged water tower or uh, lighthouse, I mean. Form of similar kind of martial art. Brother Davros gets up half an hour before the sun rises, cleans himself up and sprints for the cathedral to do proper worship, morning worship when the sun rises and breaks across the horizon in the new cathedral, which has one sixth devoted to my goddess. So you go to Serenray and you can see the a beautiful mural of Serenray, uh, the golden s- uh, sun rising. Yes. Uh, it's it's set so that when the sun rises in the east, it shines through the window. Yeah, it's holy ground, right? So Yes, absolutely. Why not? All right. I got nothing. Dwarf's doing mock bar. <laughs> Dwarf gets to sleep in. Reeton what a great life. In. <laughs> Vraskin? Uh, Vraskin's going to get up. I don't know sometime probably right before the sun's rising and go out and walk around and sit down find a nice I quiet be, place you don't read. you don't have to yeah you don't actually have to study because you're a sorcerer you're not a wizard you can just like right. get jump out of bed and go suck it wizarding community bing yeah i still need to get the eight hours of rest so i so i get that and an hour and an hour at least of meditation to refocus your energies oh okay so yeah there's, there's, gotta go punch that some hour to do that yeah that's how when, <laughs> when he does his spells Right, All right, right, so after everyone's morning constitutionals are completed, uh, you meet back about an hour after sunrise for breakfast. Sure. And it's not Amiko down there. It's the little halfling, uh, Bethana Corwin. Is she the one who took away my, uh, my pie? Yes, yes. You know, you're just a customer. What does she know? So she comes over to the table. She's obviously upset. She looks around and looks around. Um, I, I need to speak with the, the four of you private and so she she says amiko's gone missing i woke oh. earlier this morning to find amiko had not already started breakfast so i went to amiko's room she's not there worse i found a crumpled piece of paper near the bed the front side is written in this very chicken scratchy language does anyone know the eastern asian language or, or chan chan language of minkayan of course no i barely got on my forest no you okay no, no, probably not. No, I barely know common. So, so <laughs> you look at it and you go, I can't read this. And she goes, no, no, no. Turn it around. I've, I've translated it for you. Oh, thank you. So on See, the I like this NPC. She does all the things she should do before coming to people for help. Yeah. Right. Really, yeah. yeah. Is your she husband still is. alive? <laughs> and it says, can we read Hello, it? Sis. Do you mind if we yeah, just read it? Like, who's going to read this? She's owed it to us, right? So, yeah, let's have somebody read yeah. it. Who does she hand it to? Who takes it? Yeah, she hands it to Uli. All right. Uli takes it. Hello, sis. I hope this letter wins you well and with some free time on your hands, because we've got something of a problem. It's to do with father. It seems he might have had something to do with Sandpoint's recent troubles with the goblins, and I didn't want to bring the matter to the authorities because, well, we both know he just weasel his way out of it. You've got some pull in town here, though. You know, actually, you're cursing me with, like, your voice in Amika's head for, like, the rest of... (laughs) We should just go with Amika's voice. Somebody you picks up got the some pole here in town, though. If you can meet me at the classrooms <laughs> at midnight, to... <coughs> no, maybe so we worse. can figure out how to make sure he faces the punishment he deserves. Knock twice, and then three times more, and then once more at the delivery entrance, and I'll let you in. That's twice, three times, once. Twice, three times, once. 
two, three, I one. I thought it was three times once, twice. My bad. No, that's that's completely wrong. Two, three, one <laughs> for fratricide. Are they gonna kill Dad? No, that's right out. Oh. In any case, I don't have to impress upon you the delicate nature of this request. If news got out, you know these local rubes would assume that you and I were in on the whole thing too, don't you? They've got no honor at all around these parts. I still don't understand how you can stand to stay here. Anyways, don't tell anyone about this, but the other night I brought home a half-elf lady and dad Fine. flipped out. What That's not no, what that's, that's a bit of Yeah. Yes. There are other complications as well. Ones I'd rather talk to you in person about. Don't be late. So Bethana says that's from her half-brother, Suto. Oh. Sounded, uh... Oh. Yeah. He has a funny voice. Yeah. <laughs> so the old the old woman says, "Well, here's the story. The Suto was something of a scandal when he was born back in 4688, a year before Amiko, since he's a half elf." She says she sagely notes that neither of Amiko's parents are elves. So it was obvious that old Longiku wasn't the boy's father, and his rage at the discovery of his wife's indiscretion was the talk of the town for months. Ranjiku's wife, Atsui, never revealed who the father was. And it's a testament to Ranjiku's stubbornness that they remained married. Tsuto was handed over to the Turandarak Academy to be raised outside the Kaijutsu family, ignored by his father and forbidden visits from his mother. Amiko started visiting him in secret when she learned about his ex existence at the age of ten, visiting him a few times a month to keep him company. Bring him some food and promise him that someday things would get all sorted out. That all changed in 4705 when they had a terrible argument in which Tsuto struck Amiko. I don't know what the argument was about, but whatever it was sent Amiko away from Sandpoint for a year, during which time she made a living as an adventurer. She returned to Sandpoint a year later to attend her mother's funeral. Tsuto was quite public in his opinions that his father had pushed Atsui off a cliff to her death. And during the funeral, there was a confrontation. Longiku nearly broke Tsuto's jaw with his cane, after which Tsuto cursed him and left Sandpoint. Amikos tried to reestablish contact with him ever since, but was never able to track him down. Oh, I'm so worried that Tsuto's up to no good. Since Sheriff's Hamlock's out of town, you're the only ones I can turn to. Please head over to the glassworks and find out what happened to Amiko as soon as possible. Oh, oh dear. And that's at midnight tonight, as the note said. So we actually have the day to prepare for this. And we will pick this up well, next time on Rise of the Rune Lords. Clinton's Core that's, Classic. That, that's cool. What, what I'm thinking is course it classic. says get to the glassworks midnight tonight. So is that that midnight? Like the midnight you went missing? Or was it this midnight? Shit, guys, we might be too late. Uh, I think we'll be fine. Right after we hear the old lady's story about her pro wrestling career, just to make him feel better. Yeah, I, I'm interested in that as well. Yeah. Um, God, what, what was her name again? Uh, let me close this. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to call her Lahana. <laughs> the Lucho Nacho wrestler. Yeah, Lahana, Luchadora Conquistadora. Okay, say goodnight, Lahana. We got to go. Say goodnight, everyone. Bye. Good night, everyone.